Glad you're here with us this morning. Today is kind of a special day. It is Student Driven Sunday, and it's a Sunday we set aside every year for our youth ministries to share what's going on in ministry. And they've had a busy summer with lots of activities, and we're going to see some clips of beach camp and what's going on in junior high, high school, and our satellite group. Um, they're busy, busy people uh, reaching out to the world. So. I'm glad you're here with us today. With me this morning is Dylan and Trey Coutier. They're representing junior high and high school this morning, and they've got a few announcements for you. The men's taco feeds on two weeks away on Tuesday, August 25th. We're selling tickets for $15 at the men's table on the patio today, and it's all-you-can-eat tacos. Dylan, how many tacos do you think you can eat? Probably nine. I think I can eat ten. <laughs> It'll be a great time of fellowship with prizes and a great speaker. Don't miss out. This Friday night, August 21st, is our family night at the ballpark. We're going to watch by Slyla Rawhide, and today is the last Sunday to purchase tickets. You can see this flyer in the bulletin with all the details. Hi, I'm Dylan. If you're here for the first time, we would like to welcome you. You're our guest this morning. Please raise your hand and our ushers will give you a packet of information about us. Please fill out the communication card in the back and drop it in the offering plate when it goes by. And also be sure to take advantage of the coupon for a free beverage and pastry in the cafe. Thanks, guys. All right. Um, isn't it great to see all the students up here this morning? And what's exciting for me as I look, yeah, let's give them a hand. What's exciting for me as I look at, back at uh, the students is to realize that um, I've been here long enough. I've had these kids in nursery and go through our elementary programs here at, at Grace. To see them step up and be a part of our service today is great. I just wanted to share that in children's ministries, one of our goals is to lay a firm foundation for our children to build their lives on. And it's a scary world out there for adults, but especially for students and, and kids. We see so much violence on TV and on our streets right here in Visalia. Kids are struggling in schools. Uh, parents are very overly busy. And um, we all get very stressed out at times. But there is good news for our kids here in our elementary program. We, as in the church, and we, as each one of you, can make a difference in a child's life. There's three things that you can do, each one of you. You can teach our children, you can arm our children, and you can prepare them for the world. Um, need, our kids in this world, in this church, need to hear the good news of Jesus. And that can only happen with each of you reaching out and serving and telling kids about Jesus. And the most important thing that you can give kids, any kids, any of our kids, is time which is so precious to all of us, but they need our time. And right now we are starting a new year in children's ministry starting in September, and we need adults to tell our kids about Jesus. We need people on Sunday morning for Sunday school. We need volunteers for Wednesday Awanas to listen to Bible verses. And we need 20 people to start up our Adopt-A-School program right down the street. And so we all, we all need to consider doing that. We're going to show a video right now, and the purpose of this video is to inspire you 
to see where God might want you serving here at Grace. Uh, look in your fly in your in your bulletin, and there's a flyer in there. It's listing all our needs, and I'm praying that God focuses your eye on one spot where He's calling you to serve. So watch this video and and listen to the words. Um, I get teared up every time I hear it. It just for some reason really speaks to me. So please consider serving, and we'll be out at the patio table across the hall. If you have any questions or concerns, and or come and sign up. Thank you. Got a package full of wishes A time machine, a magic wand A globe made out of gold No instructions or commandments Laws of gravity or indecisions to uphold Printed on the box I see Stand with us as uh, we worship God this morning.
take a couple moments to greet some others around you. Well, good morning. Welcome to Student-Led Sunday. How are you? Good. My name is Jared Irvine. I'm an intern here at Grace for the junior high department this summer, and I've had the privilege to actually go through all three ministries, the junior high, the high school, the college satellite, and I've also been able to work in two of them, the college satellite, and now the junior high this summer. And so I may be a little bit biased, but I think we at Grace have an amazing student ministries. And you guys get to hear and see that a little bit this morning. Well, this morning, I want to bring to you guys a little bit of a word that's encouraging and yet challenging. Because when you work with students, you find out very quickly that they can be both encouraging to you and, yes, challenging. Especially at like a summer camp, something like that. Yeah. Well, I, I've kind of been Noticing a current in Christianity, uh, kind of a, you don't have to be a meteorologist to see this, this dark cloud that sort of hangs over some people, the way they view the world when they, when they see the status of the world. Uh, they see it very much in the, the glass is half empty. Um, and so this could be warranted, like what they see on TV, what they read in the newspapers, experiences in the workplace, experiences at schools, that there's this mass exodus of young people leaving the church. But I don't want us to fall into the Elijah syndrome, which in maybe modern day psychology would be called a depression. You see, Elijah, at one point in his ministry, was depressed. Now, why was this man of God, this prophet of God, feeling a little down? Was it because... Zane left One Direction? Was that a big deal? To, no? Okay. Was it because his girlfriend broke up with him via text message? How dare she? No. Elijah was feeling alone. He felt that he was the only one left holding the bag for God. Where are all the other followers? Where are the other believers? See, right before this depression episode, he has his most famous passage in the Bible, right? It's, it's when him versus the prophets of Baal. The two altars are set up. It's a showdown. It's Yahweh versus Baal. Which God is the greatest? And Yahweh shows that he's undoubtedly the true God. And that this Baal figure guy is a fake imposter and not even a God at all. But if you read the story... How many prophets of Baal were there? There were 450 of them. How many prophets of Yahweh? That's a plural, but really there was only one. One prophet, and that was Elijah. So I'm not a math genius here, okay? But 450 times as many people, right, supporting Baal? If it's a popularity contest, Baal wins every time. But if it's a contest of power, who is the real God? Well, Yahweh wins. But Elijah is still left with 
Where are the true believers? Where are they? But God comes to him in his most darkest, depressed hour, and he mildly rebukes him and encourages him. Basically says, Elijah, you think you're alone. You think that no one's working. I'm not working. There's no other believers out there. But he says, I have 7,000 that have not bowed their knee to Baal. 7,000. He's basically saying, Elijah, lift up your eyes and see. He's saying that God is not dead and neither are his people. And the same is true today. God is not dead and neither are his people. Now you may say to me, well, Jared, that's cool, 7,000. But the 7,000 I know are all in the AARP. They're old. No offense, you know, so. But I would say to that person, hey, look at the stage this morning. And this is just a representative of a handful of the young people who have given their lives to Christ, who follow Christ. I would say that these students here have not bowed their knees to the gods of this age, but have bowed their hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'd say to them that don't quit on this next generation. Because God hasn't. God hasn't closed up shop. He hasn't gone on vacation. He hasn't stopped working. God is active. He is alive today and working in the lives of young people. The question is, are we breathing? Are you breathing? I'm breathing. So what's that mean? That God is not finished with me. He's got work for me. You're all breathing. That means God's got a plan for you. He's got a mission for you. And guess what? We're not the general with the plan. We don't tell God when to quit, right? We don't tell him, hey, I'm done. The job's finished. All is lost. Throw in the towel. It's over. Because it's his mission. And we get a chance to be a part of it. And it's the mission of the gospel of Jesus. His death. His resurrection. Forgiveness of sins. Unconditional love. The fact that Jesus is coming to restore everything that's broken on earth, and that includes every person from every tribe, tongue, and nation, including this generation, the next generation, any generation. And we have a chance to be a part of that mission, the mission of God. So three things this morning. One, God is alive. He is active in the lives of young people. He has not given up on the next generation, and neither should we. Second, we have a mission that God wants to be a part of that, bringing the gospel to the next generation. And three, that you are not alone, and you never are. And now we get a chance to hear from students and pastors from junior high to college how they talk to you about how God is not dead, but God is alive and active in their lives. And so the first one up, eighth grader, welcome, please. Ms. Jackie Mays. Good morning. My name is Jackie Mays. I am 13 years old, and I am in the eighth grade at Sundale School. I have grown up at Grace Community Church, and I am beginning my second year in the junior high ministries. I gave my life to Christ as a five-year-old in Sparks here at Grace Community, 
And although I was pretty young, I still consider this the best decision I've ever made. One thing God has been teaching me is that being a Christian is not about one life-changing moment when you become a Christian. Because although that is very important, it is more about the little day-to-day decisions you make to follow Christ every day. It is about persistently yearning for and learning more about Him in everything and living for Him. The junior high group at GCC has given me many opportunities to grow in my Christian faith and show my love for Him, just like in the verse Colossians 2, 6 through 7. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow Him. Let your roots grow down into Him and let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Some of the junior high activities I've been involved in include winter camp, spring break service projects, and most recently, summer camp. One thing God pointed, pointed out to me at Hume Winter Camp was, was to give everything to Him and hold nothing back because He is strong enough to take care of all of your problems. The junior, in the spring, the junior hires did two community service work days around Visalia. One day we worked at Food Link, sorting and packaging food to be sent to needy people. And the next day we worked at Visalia Rescue Mission, prepping and serving lunch to um, people in need around Visalia. Through these projects, I was able to live out my faith and I continued to grow in my understanding of what it means to shine the light of Christ everywhere you go. This summer through Hume Lake and other church activities, God has been teaching me to be who you are in Christ and strive to be like Christ. I learned not to be affected by by my sinful desire or how misled this world is, but to do what is right in God's eyes. I was reminded to be fueled by the truth meaning I need to be persistently reading and learning more about God's word because the world will bring hard times, but God will give you the strength through what you read in the Bible and what fellow Christians tell you speaking when God speaks through them um, and he will strengthen you. Lastly, I want to recognize how blessed us junior high kids are able to have the, are to be able to have the experience we get here at Grace Community Church. All of the leaders are extremely encouraging and always want to be a part of us in our Christian walk with Christ. They always want to support us, whether it is in school plays, soccer games, or instrumental recitals. They are amazing. In my (laughs) junior high ministries have brought me closer to my Christian friends who are practically family now. In my eyes, this is very, this is very important because although we joke around and tease each other, we, we know we will always have one another and we will always be able to encourage one another in good and bad times. Junior High Ministries gives us an amazing chance to grow in Christ and build our relationships with other believers. In Ephesians three seventeen through 19, it says, Then Christ will make his home in your hearts. As you trust in him, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And all God's people should know how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. 
This verse is a picture of what God has been doing in my life and many other people's lives as we attend and be a part of Junior High Ministries. Thank you.
You know, it was in the 1980s that um, I was a student in the Grace Community Church Youth Ministries. And I remember two things. I remember going to the first beach camp, and I was a quirky kid, didn't know very many people, and I remember the love that the staff showed to me. I remember that they put their arms around me and just loved me, and the impact that that had. I remember I was also part of a small Bible study group with a bunch of young men who were a little older than I was, and I learned the lessons of what it meant to love, how to express love, how to give love. I remember sitting in Sizzlers, we were having dinner, and outside you could see that a car had stalled in the uh, intersection. And those guys got up, ran out there, pushed that car for that, for that lady to the side and helped her while I sat there and ate my french fries. And I remember as they sat down, I thought, wow, that's incredible love. They did something for, for somebody they knew not. As a father of a son who's in junior high, or actually a son who's in high school and a daughter who's in junior high, I know the importance of having people come around, Christine and I, and partner to help raise our kids to know what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. So I'm very grateful for the men and women who serve alongside us in the, in the junior high, high school, and satellite ministries. It's important to pray for them. Why don't we do that right now? Heavenly Father, we're grateful that you reach out to us and you raise us up even when we are young. Like those who are behind me. We thank you that you care for them and that you love them. We're thankful for men and women who come into their lives, who partner with Christine and myself and all the parents here to teach them what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. We would pray for them that you'd give them strength and love to continue the ministry, the good works you've set before them. We pray for those, for our students, for our daughters and our sons, that they would grow up and the lessons that they learn now, the love they experience would impact them even 30 years from now. And Father, we have other needs as well. We have the need for rain. We'd ask that you would send that. We'd ask that you would be with Steve Harms and his family as he experiences the last days of his life. Encourage them, make the time sweet. And Father, we thank you for the opportunity to worship you with our tithes and our offerings. It is a great privilege to be called your child and to love you and to walk with you. And we pray these things in Jesus Christ's name and all of his people said, Amen.
Hi, my name is Elizabeth Pace. I'm 20 years old, and I currently serve on the worship team and lead team for our college group, Satellite. Um, just like I said for service, I am, it's so much easier for me to sing rather than to talk. So if I say um or uh, I'm just apologizing now. Um, exactly. So over the past few months, I've had the great opportunity to be involved in a couple of things um, that really impacted my life. The first being over spring break, we took a group of around 12 people to Las Vegas, and we, yes, no, like I know you're thinking, you took a bunch of college students, Elizabeth, to Las Vegas, really, and you did a mission trip? Yes, we did, I promise. We went and we went and worked with the homeless, and um, we went to the rescue mission there, and we served a bunch, like 700 people, or 700 meals is what we served, and um, then we did 12 hours in their shoes where we basically had $2 for the whole day and we had a bus pass and we had to make our way wherever we were going and we wanted to, um, we ran into some homeless people and we tried to share our lives with them. Um, it's kind of hard when you don't know someone and you try and build that relationship really soon. So when we came back, we decided that we were going to do um, a satellite. Uh, first Saturday of every month, we would go to the Visalia Rescue Mission and we'd work with them um, and build relationships here in our own um, area. And the second event that I that really impacted my life um, was the Satellite Summer Ski Week Surf, and for short, it's so it's pretty fun to say. Um, and let me tell you, I had the most fun ever. I wakeboarded and wake surfed and tubed and all kinds of crazy stuff. But that wasn't the only reason that we were there for. The real reason was that we were there to hear the message um, that God had had put on John's heart, and he just did an amazing job um, telling us th about it. He started off the first day um, talking about a, a book called Jesus Continued, and it's by J.D. Greer. And in the book it says, the spirit inside you is better than Jesus beside you. And that phrase, meaning that the Holy Spirit is our gift that God has given us because Jesus died on the cross. We have the Holy Spirit in us, and that is the most wonderful gift that we can have. Um, and he is there to guide us and to help us be more Christ-like. Um, in, in Galatians 5, 16 through 21, it talks about how the Spirit is completely contrary to sinful nature. They can't coexist. You can have the Spirit or you can be in sinful nature. And it, it says, um, the acts of sinful, sinful nature are some being hatred, fits of rage, jealousy, selfish ambition, and envy. And as I read that passage, I looked back at the last few months before I went and realized that I had just become angry and bitter towards things that are insignificant. I would go home after a Sunday of great worship, great, I would have a great time here, and then I'd just kind of let it go, like, oh, I did my thing, and my family would see me as angry, and I was... I would have these fits of rage. I would be jealous. I'd have all of these things, and I didn't realize it. And I was just like, no, you guys are just, it's your fault. It's not mine. And, it's, and, and I would just kind of always play it off that way. And when Pastor John was talking about this, I realized that I am, I was not living with the Holy Spirit filled inside me constantly. Like Jackie said, life, we are supposed to be making decisions day by day. It's not just, oh, I'm a Christian and I'm done. It's, oh, I'm a Christian, and I'm going to walk by faith, and I'm going to make decisions every day, and I'm going to choose to have the Holy Spirit filled inside me. Um, and if you have the Holy Spirit inside you, you should have love, 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I realized that those things are, that is how you will, that is how Jesus lived and that is how we should live. And if I have the Holy Spirit inside me, that is how I will be living and not in the sinful nature. Um, I realized that I need to let the Holy Spirit guide me to let him help me be more Christ-like um, in all of my ways, not just Sunday mornings and Thursday nights at, at satellite. Um, and that the solution to our faith is the Holy Spirit. And I'd like to leave you with a passage in 2 Corinthians 13, 14. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Thank you. Good morning. It's great to be here. Uh, my name is Marshall Dinkins. I just graduated from high school this year, and I'm going to be attending Fresno Pacific University. And my time in satellite has looked a little differently than Elizabeth's. Uh, this was my first summer getting to be involved in the ministry. Uh, and it's been a very busy summer, to say the least, preparing for college, saving up money, and doing a lot of tennis coaching, which is something that I love to do, uh, teaching the sport to children. Uh, but attending satellite midweeks hasn't been easy. If you don't know already, the satellite group meets on Thursday nights, and that is the same night as the coaching that I do for the city. So I knew this was going to be a problem at the start of the summer. Uh, but I had already made that prior commitment to, to the guy who runs the coaching that I told him that I was going to do it so, before realizing the conflict there. So... I was, kind of, I was really bummed, and the, really the last thing that I wanted to do uh, was for my work to get in the way of attending church straight out of high school. Uh, and so I was kind of stuck in a conflict there, and I was uh, a little disappointed. Um, I realized that I, I had to uphold my commitment because I had already made it, so I chose to, to continue to do the coaching, uh, but I knew it was going to get in the way. Uh, really, my biggest fear was becoming disconnected from the close-knit the close-knit group of believers that uh, is found in satellite and that I had had in high school ministries. Uh, my fear of not being able to attend every, every week, I thought I might get a little disconnected there. Um, but I was able to attend the first week of satellite during the summer before the coaching started up, and immediately I felt a place of uh, community and a, a sense of genuine love for others there. I, I saw that my first week, and I loved it, and I was so disappointed that I was the rest, most of the summer, I was not going to be able to attend. Uh, so uh, many weeks after that, as the summer went on, I had coaching on Thursday nights, and I would every now and then stop by after uh, and just kind of hang out with some of the people at Satellite, but I wasn't able to attend. Um, and I was worried about losing that connection, but that wasn't true at all. Um, a few weeks ago, I was able to attend the Satellite Summer Ski Wake and Surf Trip. And I had told Corey quite, uh, prior to the trip that I was kind of, I was really looking forward to getting some time away from the busyness of summer and just all that was going on and uh, be able to reconnect with the, the people that I had met the first week and to kind of get a, a refreshment there. And that is exactly what I got. Uh, the, the trip, it was awesome. There, it was so much fun, but it was also so easy to reconnect with all of the people that I had met. And uh, growing with him that week was just such an enriching experience for me. 
Uh, as you might know, John was the speaker, and he spoke on the topic of the Holy Spirit. And he shared this quote from C.S. Lewis that says, What we learn from experience depends on the kind of philosophy we bring to experience. Listening to John provide a fresh perspective on the power and the, the emphasis of the Holy Spirit gave me a new philosophy to take back with me to my everyday experiences, uh, be it coming to Satellite later, uh, coaching on Thursday nights. I realized that uh, and that can be a ministry opportunity for me and that I can be filled with the Holy Spirit and be a light to the children that I'm coaching rather than just teaching them tennis. Uh, I can be a, a Christian role model for them. And uh, when, when you are filled with the Spirit, being a, being a disciple is unconditional. And I, I'd like to share a passage from John 13, 34 through 35. Jesus says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And this is such a challenge for me. Uh, how well do we really do this? How well do we love other people so that everyone around can tell that's a disciple of Jesus? I like what Michael was saying earlier about uh, the guys uh, that he was eating, eating dinner with at Grace and just going, jumping, seeing a need, helping someone move their car. That's love for people, and that's a challenge for me. Uh, and I see this deep love for one another in the satellite ministry. I see disciples among the community of believers there. And I see a genuine concern for others that is produced by the Holy Spirit that ties the satellite community together. And because of that, I felt so welcomed in the ministry, and I've been very encouraged to be involved when I can, uh, despite my limited attendance. This has also encouraged me to take the attributes of the satellite community uh, and live them out wherever, wherever I am placed, be it at Fresno Pacific, uh, coaching tennis, or coming home and attending a, a satellite midweek service. And I can confidently say that the Spirit is doing work in satellite ministries, and I'm thankful to have been a part of it and to see a glimpse of it this summer. I know that although I'm leaving for college tomorrow, I have a permanent community here that will provide me with encouragement and guidance as I go on throughout my uh, college journey. And they are a great role model for discipleship, and I'm so thankful to uh, have been a part of it this summer. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Corey Ogborn. I am the director of Satellite, which is our young adult ministry here at Grace. I'm not going to lie, I have a pretty sweet job. I get to lead people I respect and love. As you've seen just a few of them this morning, there are many, many more like that involved in our ministries. Since I was last up here, great things have been happening in Satellite. It's been a year since I got to stand before you and give a report. Our winter weekend away was a great success. We had an amazing race theme, complete with very difficult tasks, and even a little bit of blood was shed. Um, they left a little bit of their blood in Pismo, leaving their mark. As Elizabeth shared with you during spring break, we had our second annual inner city outreach. This awareness trip brought us a bit closer to homelessness, and we toured two facilities in Las Vegas that have thriving homeless ministries. Catholic Charities is doing great work there and was very excited to show us their facility and even invited us to join them for lunch for their common meal. So we were asked to have lunch with the homeless people who were in line 
um, to receive, receive a meal. And it was quite an experience for us. We also had a site tour of the rescue mission and served meals there to more than 700 people, a new record for that facility. Guatemala this summer was once again a life-changing highlight for many. Our satellite summer ski, wake, and surf, as you've heard a little bit about, was a great time of growing in community by sharing meals, sharing messages, and sharing the wake together. Pastor John did a fantastic job teaching us about the ministry of the Holy Spirit and how to live a spirit-filled life. We got a glimpse of John living his spirit-filled life on the tube behind Craig Douglas's, or sorry, Keith Douglas's boat. Um, it was quite a moment, John with his legs in the air, screaming and having a great time. It was maybe just a little bit different side of John than what we see here. I do have a video, not this morning, but if you'd like to see it, I'd love to share it. He's not here this morning, so I could say that. Just don't let him know I said that. Oh, they're recording this. Never mind. Um, the community of Satellite has seen some growth this summer as well, reaching above 70 people on a few of our Thursday nights and, serve, and serving an average of 35 meals each week. Um, in that ministry, our community there models Acts 2 Christianity. Seriously, you should read Acts 2 and, and realize what's going on there on Thursday nights and at our events. With all of that said, I would like to quickly issue a challenge for, for us. Our ministries are successful because they center around the gospel of Jesus Christ. Also because we have top-notch volunteers at all levels, from children's to adults. Our programs, camps, and missions wouldn't be possible without the love and support of our boards and our pastoral staff, as well as you, our congregation. But most of all, it's because we have fat students and young adults. Fat meaning faithful, available, and teachable. What is the key to successful involvement in our ministry for you and our students and young adults? I believe that there are three things each of us need to do. It's found in the acronym SAT. Many of the juniors and seniors on stage just cringed. I'm not talking about that test you take at the end of your high school career. What I'm talking about is an acronym that will help us to be involved here at Grace. First, I like to tell um, our people on Thursday nights, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. I like to point out for them the things that they should write down and take with them. So for you this morning, if you're taking notes, write this down. The first thing you have to do is show up. Hebrews 10.24 is an often quoted verse, but for good reason. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Verse 25 says, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Don't give up meeting together. That's our call to show up. We have to be here. It's interesting to me that Jesus started with the disciples by telling them to come, and then he told them to go. Second, and if you're taking notes, you could write this down. Be attentive. Pay attention. I've heard many people say that they don't get anything out of worship or teaching time, but when we come here, to the sanctuary of God, and this is the sanctuary of God. He has something for us. If you leave empty, it's not God, it's you. God is here amongst his people, and he wants you to pay attention, to be attentive. Lastly, take it with you. Remember, Jesus tells us to come, but he also tells us to go. Go and make disciples. 
Go and teach the things that you've learned here on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights and Thursday nights and at the women's events and men's events, not just student ministries, but at our, at our things, the things you learn, you're supposed to take with you and you're supposed to teach people as you go. And he says, go and baptize in his name. I've been at Grace Community Church since I was 22 years old. That's a lot of years for those of you who are counting. Um, not every moment here has been great. I've worked here since 1998, and many times I find myself thinking the corporate world was so much easier. <laughs> I long for those corporate meetings or that evaluation by the CEO. And in those moments, those difficult moments that we faced, um, I've faced, I also find myself thinking, but God has a plan and a purpose. And then I get to moments like this, and I realize his plan and his purpose. It's to raise up the next generation of believers. It's to allow them to challenge us. It's allowed to allow them to be a part of our lives and to speak into our lives like times like this. You guys have spoken into my life. You guys have made me who I am. We're family, and family sticks together. So the last thing I want to leave you with is don't quit. As you go about your time, um, whether it be serving in junior high ministry or high school ministry, children's ministry, satellite, wherever it is that you serve, don't quit. We need you. We need the family of God. So as you leave today, you're not leaving yet, so don't get too excited. We still have much more to go, many more things to go. But as you leave today, I hope you take with you the fact that you have to show up. You have to pay attention, and you have to take it with you. And in all of that, in those times where it feels like you're enduring for no reason, don't quit. God has a special plan. Enjoy the rest of the morning. God bless.
Good morning, my name is Denver Knoll and I'm entering my junior year at Mount Whitney High School. I've been attending Grace Community Church for, well, before I was born, I was in my mom's tummy. <laughs> I was raised in the nursery, Sunday school classes, Awanas, the junior high department, and now the high school department. For the past two years, during spring break, I've had the opportunity to go to Mexico for our missions trip. This year, I had the opportunity to be the games leader for Rapan's Vacation Bible School. It was a great experience being part of planning the games and taking on a leadership role and watching all the kids enjoying the games. The rest of the team told Bible stories, had the kids learn scripture, and sing songs. The game the kids loved the most was the water game. We filled buckets with water and had two teams soaking sponges and passing it to the person behind them until the last person squeezed it into another bucket. The kids had a blast with the game and had fun soaking their friends and us, their leaders. It, it was so awesome seeing so many kids making first-time commitments to the Lord. Even though the kids did not know very much English, and I did not know very much Spanish, even though I've taken two years of Spanish in high school, <laughs> we were able to enjoy each other by playing games, making crafts, and telling Bible stories through interpreters. It comes to show that even short mission trips can make big differences. I was also blessed with the opportunity to go to beach camp in Ventura this year. Even, even though it was not my first beach camp, it was my first year actually being at the beach since the past two years have been at Westmont College. At beach camp, the speaker challenged us to create a new identity because we're broken because of sin. That meant that we were completely different than the person we were before following Christ. Another thing that the speaker talked about is how important accountability is and how the people in your life can catch you when you fall. Which brings me to my wonderful girl group, which keeps me accountable throughout the year. I'd like to leave you with Psalm 55:22. Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. Good morning. My name is Sam Dunnigan. I'm a junior at Mount Whitney High School, and I'm 16. I have the pleasure of sharing with you all today about Mission Mexico and Beach Camp. This year during spring break, a group of students from high school ministries and our adult leaders loaded up in vans and cars and drove to Urapan, Mexico to be a light to the children and families of their communities. We did a vacation Bible school where we had crafts, games, Bible stories, and worship. I'm sure I speak for many of the people who went on the trip by saying that going to Mexico will make you realize how big God is. That's one thing that always sticks with me. We go to work with these kids who we don't have much in common with at all. We don't speak the same language for the most part. Our church services are different than theirs, but, the, but we worship the same God. These differences can seem like a really big deal at first, especially the language barrier, but once you're there, you realize that God is going to use you no matter what stands in the way. Some people who go on this trip have no clue what 99% of anybody, what anybody's saying is, so you, but they just like end up communicating with a lot of pointing and hand gestures and, and then you end up laughing at yourself when you realize how really goofy you look trying to describe like bubbles or something. Um, it's an amazing week where you get to build relationships with the kids and watch them grow up when you come back each year. They're so precious. You can see the light of Christ shining through them when they're laughing and playing and running around the room singing at the top of their lungs. It is a tremendous blessing to have gone on this trip for two years and I can't wait for next year. 
I also had the privilege of going to beach camp this year for the third year. We camped at Emmawood State Beach in Ventura, which is like a three minute walk to the beach, which was really nice. Um, our speaker, Eric Holmstrom, shared each day messages relating to our theme, which was grab your gear, based on our theme verse, Colossians 3, 12 through 17. He shared with us many things that will keep you walking on the right path with the Lord and knowing who you are in Christ. Eric said one night that you will never know who you are until you know who he is. He also said that we live in a world where people are searching for their identities in the wrong places. God really spoke to me through this and I realized that it doesn't matter at all what other people think of you or what has happened in your life that you think defines you or makes you who you are, but you need God and without him, you won't ever know who you are. He knows you better than anyone ever could and has designed a plan that doesn't have any mistakes. Sometimes we get bothered by the fact that we aren't someone's first choice or in first place, but we have to remember that God always picks you. Eric gave us little mirrors that we wrote on and we each chose a word from passages in chapters one and two of Ephesians. Um, all of these things that are described in the chapters describe our new identity that we have because we have Christ. Um, I, mine says I am chosen and it helps me remember that I'm not always gonna be first place or someone's first choice, but I'll always be chosen by God. I'd like to close with this verse, uh, Ephesians 11, or 1, 11 through 12. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have, a re we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. Thank you. Thank you, guys. <clears throat> well, I hope that you're encouraged this morning. Um, you were listening at all. You heard the word discipleship mentioned a lot. You heard uh, disciples, discipleship, discipling relations, building relationships with each other. Uh, this is a prominent part of our ministry. This is something that we believe in, and part of our church as a whole. Jesus' final command in Matthew 28 uh, what we commonly call the, the Great Commission is a command to go and make disciples of all nations. And oftentimes we, we look at this verse and we tend to think missions. And rightfully so, it in, in many ways uh, calls us to the mission field. While it's certainly a part of it, we forget sometimes that this call to make disciples must be lived out daily and practiced regularly here among our very own. The discipleship and passing on of our faith must be an ongoing practice in our lives. And we must make, we must not only make disciples, we need to make disciples who are making disciples. You heard that mentioned in some of the, some of the uh, students who are sharing about how, how they now are trying to striving to be role models to other people. You see, they're picking that up from, the, from those who are investing in them. And this is a great strength of our church and it's evident in the investment into our children's and student ministries. But this is something that has to continue. This is something that we can't just look back on 2015 and say, wow, what a great year in, in student ministries in, in high school and junior high and in college and look at all the great things that, it ha that have happened and uh, wow, we did a really great job. Now it's time to sit back and relax. No, this is something that we can look back and say, wow, we've, we've done well, but we have to continue. This is something that, that can't stop. We can't rest on our laurels. We must continue to invest in these young people. We must continue to model 
and demonstrate Christ-likeness. And I want you to know that these students are picking up on this. They are picking up on the things that we are pouring into their lives. They're doing it. They are living out their faith. There are students uh, on stage who have, who have given their lives to Christ, who are living for the Lord, because not because their parents go here. In fact, some of them, they're the only Christians in their family, but they have picked it up from their friends at school who have invited them, who have poured their lives into them. And those students have gotten that from you. So thank you for pouring into their lives. Thank you for investing in them. I want to encourage you because we often don't see the full results of this investment. We often don't see all that comes from, from what we have poured into their lives. We don't often see, we won't see the full investment today. We won't see the full investment tomorrow or even next year. Sometimes it's years before we see all that God has been faithfully doing behind the scenes in their lives. But we must have the faith and the eyes to see that God is at work in their lives. And I pray that you will have that faith, that he is using them, that he is growing them, that he is growing their kingdom through them. Now, as we watch a slideshow, which is just a a brief snapshot of all that's happened this year. I pray that you will be encouraged uh, as you see the lives and you see the faces of the students who are being changed this year and know that you are a part of that change. There are great things going on in this church and it is exciting to be a part of it. I hope that you are excited as well and encouraged to be a part of it. I've heard the, the statement many times, it's a statement I love, that the best lessons are caught, not taught. Uh, there may not have been a sermon this morning in the traditional sense as we often think about it, but uh, there were many lessons this morning, and I hope that you caught all that was said, and I hope that you go out now and do the same and do likewise and live it out. God bless you. You are dismissed.